Hey, what's going on? It is episode 260 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. So all week I obsessed about the sound quality in here. and I, So I bought all these like uh, baffles and stuff to put up on the walls. And I'm going to put a carpet down. So I, I was bringing my son down here like every day, like sit in Ben's chair. And don't get too close to his gross microphone, but like mm-hmm. you talk so I can get, I can gauge you know, what we're doing with the sound. So I was dialing this in and, and dialing that out. And I did hear from one or two people that because I put it out there, were like, yeah, I noticed, but hey, it's a new space. So you're just going to have to sort of get oriented to it. Yeah. But I, I don't believe that, you know, no. I believe that I'm just going to have to try to dial it into what it sounds like the old space. I think a carpet will help. And I think these baffles help. So uh, with that being said, speaking of noise, in this room exists my water meter, which is in a closet now. So he put a nice closet door on it. And then my ejector pump, um, it's also in a closet. And because I wanted to get all my guitar cases out of the way, I put my guitar cases in the room with the sewer and they're leaning up against the pipes and whatnot. So like two weeks ago, my wife was saying, hey, the the pump is making this weird noise that it never made before. Like, and I was like, yeah, it's, it grinds up toilet paper and that's what an ejector pump does. Oh. But because I have my guitars laying on it and everything, the pipe, you know, it's not, it's not moving the same. So you're just hearing some reverberation because the pipe is normally just goes out. But I have guitar cases leaned all jammed in there because uh, while the guys were working, instead of taking everything out of my basement and relocating it, they were just like moving it to this closet, moving it to that closet as yeah. they did stuff. So every day since the basement's been quote unquote finished, you know, we've been washing the floors, scrubbing the floors because there's so much drywall dust in the air. I've changed out the furnace filter several times and it just, it's starting to sort of get to the point where every day we don't come down and there's like a thin layer of dust on the walls or the flooring. That happens. But I got a slop sink down here too. So for anybody that doesn't know what that is, like a wash tub, which my wife was- A utility sink? Yeah. She was adamantly against having. She's like, oh, I don't want that in the laundry room. I definitely prefer the term slop sink over, I've been calling it utility sink my whole life. Well, as a painter, I guess my boss always called it a slop sink because we just slopped stuff in there. I'd like to now call my dinner plate a (laughs) slop plate. Well, uh, once we had it, uh, we, we didn't have it bit into the the job. I won't so tell you what I call the toilet now. I I asked the uh, construction guy, I said, hey, uh, what would it cost for you to add the slop sink? And he's like, oh, you know, if you buy it, a couple hundred bucks to like hook it up and, and you know, whatnot. How hard could that be? And uh, it wasn't, but I, mean, I wasn't going to do it. And then <laughs> I, I said, I'll think about it. And I waited about a day or two. And he uh, actually ended up doing the painting. Cause I was like, if I'm paying this amount of money, I don't want it to do anything. Right, so even right. though I'm a painter by trade, I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. I remember. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then he was talking about, he brought up the slop sink again and he was like, well, Hey, what do we, what's the decision on the slop sink? And I'm like, you know what, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait, put it in later. You know, it's just too expensive right now. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, Tell you what, I'll throw one in for you. You buy wow. it, I'll put it in for you free of charge because he had nowhere to clean his paint stuff. He wanted a slop. So he needed, yeah. yeah, he needed a slop sink. So it worked out for both of us. It was very generous of him, but I held out a little bit, not because of that, but it worked out in my benefit. So yeah. because we have the slop sink, um, we've been using it to clean rags and, and mop bucket, you know, dump the mop bucket. Mm-hmm. And we had this old wrestling floor when my son wrestled, we would wrestle every night. So we had like a big wrestling mat to click together. And we took that apart, and it had drywall dust all over it. So we moved it into uh, our gym area, which mm-hmm. is a treadmill and a, like an exercise bike and stuff. Yeah. Your slot for bike. the flooring, right? 
and it had drywall dust all over it and we did the stupid thing by trying to mop it and it just the dust got stuck in oh. the little so we were then scrubbing it with scrub brushes and trying to figure out then vacuumed it maybe when the dust was dry to get it off but we you should were have thrown it. in instead of a slap thing you should have thrown in like a cleaning <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, so we started washing them in the slop sink. Then we took them outside and sprayed them with the hose. And then we brought them back in the slop sink. And we're putting more stuff in there. This sounds fun. And the best part was I got a new full bathroom down here. Um, and I told the construction guy, I was like, look, nobody poops in this bathroom. I get first poop. That's the rule. I mean, come on. Yeah. I was like, you could pee in it to make sure it works, but nobody poops. You didn't it. bring that five-gallon bucket for nothing. You poop in that. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. for sure. He knows the rules. So, in fact, he took a joke picture of himself sitting on the toilet uh, and was going to send it to me. But I guess on the day he was going to do that, he called me about something else. And he's like, you were in a bad mood. So I just, I just didn't bother sending it. No. I appreciate that. So, anyway, uh, everything's done. Floor is clean. You got been dump- books I've been in here. Dumping, I've been dumping buckets in the slop sink, cleaning stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Nobody's home. I'm going to use this toilet. So, Hell, yeah. Know, so, I, I get on the toilet. You know, I do my, I flip through my phone, make some memes, whatever I'm doing. Okay. And, uh, I flush, Slop memes. I flush the toilet and the water doesn't go down. It comes no. up and I'm like, why is the water coming up? This doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm freaking out and I, you know, like every other idiot, I, I go, well, there must be something wrong with the way I flushed it. So I flush it again and the oh, water comes up again. That's silly. And it's, you know, it's got stuff in it. Mm. So my first instinct is to call the, the general contractor and be like, dude, what did you do? My, you know, I don't know why this isn't working, but it has, to be, it has to be your fault because it hasn't crested yet, the toilet. It's like right there. Oh, man. So uh, my wife, instead of having, just like anything else, she's a gadget person. Instead of having a traditional plunger, she's got this plunger that you put in and then you pump air like a bicycle pump and it forces the water, toilet paper, poop, whatever, down the drain. Right? Well, not to be gross, but regular plungers can be messy. Yeah, they can. They're very effective, but dude, you got to have just the proper amount of you know push. Let's go back hold. to what you said first. They're very effective, right? Okay. So this thing, it's like there's instructions written on the side in French and in Japanese, and I'm like, it's got a bicycle pump, so I stick it in there and I'm pumping. Okay. And I'm pumping, and I look. Are you and sure sh- it was a plunger? The shower drain starts. I see bubbling up in the shower. I'm like, oh no, this has happened to me before when my house flooded when the sewer backed up. So then I go in the the. Uh, where the slop sink is in the little furnace room and it's coming out of the, the, the shower drain. It's like starting to crest over. Something stopped. So I go back in out. there and I, I'm pumping it and I'm pumping, and I'm calling my, my contractor. Yeah. He's not picking up. Now he's done with the job been for a week mm-hmm. and I'm blowing him up. It's like Saturday morning, blowing him up, blowing him up. He's not yeah. answering. First you blew up the bathroom. So I come in, in the podcast area where I told you my sewer is and what's all over the floor. <laughs> Sewer and your brand new yeah, oh. it's it's now crested over my sewer and seeped through the li- like you know because it's oh, ground your level. Brand new studio, that's nice. All over the brand new flooring, all over the you know the and, shit studios. Yeah, so I start freaking out as you can imagine, dude. I start screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm having PTSD <laughs> from when my, my sewer backed up at my old house. Are you sure and that's I told, what it's called? Anybody who's listening when the when the town flooded in like the mid 2000s, they shut off the pumping station for the sewer, and I had three foot of raw sewage in my oh. my basement. So I'm like, I just literally had this put together down here and it's coming out, but it's like murky. Cause there's, I, 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 yes, I did go to the bathroom, but it never went down the toilet. It never flushed. Okay. 
So my wife comes home with lunch, with her lunch, and I'm yelling, I'm mm. screaming, get towels. She's like, we don't have any towels. I'm like, I don't care, bath towel. We'll throw them away. And she's like, not, we don't have any towels. We don't have towels. And she sits down and starts, eating, expecting she starts eating her lunch. And I'm yelling <laughs> for my son. I'm like, get the, get the shop vac down here. So he runs down here and he's staring at me and he's like shaking. And I'm like, get the such a, shop such vac. A, such a hot chick move. Just, I'm going to eat my sandwich. You do with the sewage so water. I, I'm like, I'm screaming at him at the top of my lungs. I'm like, get the shop back right now and, and i can just kid. he's just terrified and he runs upstairs and he i'm just i'm still blowing up my my general contractor's phone and my son comes down with the jump pack for a car battery and he's like this i'm like the vacuum the vacuum so he runs upstairs and he's he's frantic he's screaming he's probably crying. i don't know what he's doing and he gets the shop back down. Now here. he's got PTSD yeah, as well. Exactly. So that's, I mean, everybody's got it. So now. I start vacuuming, vacuuming up the, you know, the uh, sewer juice. And as you know, I went with this loose lay floor. So it's not glued down in here because you're not, you don't have to glue it down. It's so floating. it's starting, the vacuum is sticking to the floorboards and picking it up because the vacuum is so strong. Oh my land. So now I'm like, oh, I'm going to get water under this. So I'm blowing this guy up. I'm blowing him up. And finally he picks up the phone and he's like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know what you did here, but you know, this didn't happen before. And now, and he's like, well, what's happening? I said, well, I, I pooped and I flushed the toilet and, and now that, you know, now it's flooding. And he's like, well, he's like, listen, dude, I've been meaning to talk to you about your diet for some time. He's like, uh, it sounds like your, uh, ejector pump is bad. And I was like, that's impossible. I've never used it. It's never been used. So when you have just for everybody's notice here, if you have an unfinished basement, and you're, it's roughed in for a eventual eventual bathroom, right? You have an ejector pump in there, in your sewer pit. Is that, I'm, is that only necessary in the basement? Because yeah, of, because, because it's, it's, below. it's shooting stuff up. Oh, gotcha. Your normal sewer stuff falls down with gravity down and goes and out. out to the street. Yeah. It doesn't require a pump. So what this this the only time the ejector pump... It's like a sump pump, but for Duke. Yes. And what it does, it grinds up toilet... It grinds stuff. So it doesn't just suck. It grinds up the toilet paper. Why is that it grinds necessary? Up because it has to liquefy it before it shoots it out, because otherwise it'll get jammed in there. It's a pump. How little is this? T- All right, I'm getting so, locked in the weeds. But. Anyway, uh, what what's happening here is, is since I've lived here for three years, the only water that goes in the ejector pump is stuff like the runoff from your furnace... Or, you know, if you had like water in your basement, it would go in the your furnace drain. And then right. but the sump pit is the sewer pit is the same depth of the sump pit. It's pretty deep. So um, he says, well, either the ball that gauges whether or not it's time to turn the sump on uh, or the ejector pump on is broke or it's seized up. So I said, yeah, my wife was saying it was making this weird noise, but I told her it was my guitar cases. Uh, so he comes I thought o- that was a bit suspect. He comes over and he immediately unplugs both the he unplugs the the uh the ball part because it's two it's two mm. two different electrical cords one for the sensor and one for the pump and he just plugs the pump straight in he says if this works this means that the ball is no good if it doesn't work it means your pump is seized up so of course this pump is uh, the pump is seized up hmm. and he's like now we got to go to the store it's going to be about anywhere from 300 to 400 dollars to get a new pump oh, and good. you know the mill needs closed so you got i had to go to, to home depot so I was like, well, what's a process? He's like, oh, it's pretty gross because, you know, it's 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 poop and, you know, it's sewer. Well, so said, far, hey, it's only your poop. Nobody, but it, it didn't go down. It never went down. So it's still in the toilet. All and right. so, so you're, you're optimistic at this point. Well, I could see on the floor, it's soapy water. It's like, you know, soapy water it's from the, like we've been pouring aquarium. down. We've been pouring down the drain yeah, for it's days. It's like salt water aquarium at this point. So what he says is, well, here's what happened. He's like, he's like my dad reincarnated. He's like. For days, you've been pouring stuff into your slop sink, and your pump 
that noise it was making, it died days ago. And today, it crested to the top. I see. And when you push that toilet handle, that was the you last. The air. That was the last ditch thing where it reached. It reached the top. And then you went and you're like an idiot and you're pumping this. This I don't even know what this but thing so is. Had, I said it's had, a plunger. Had you gone to make water twelve hours sooner, you probably would have been good. I don't think so because it looked like it had died. That was the first thing I did. Like, what are the odds that your yeah, I the don't, thing you'd been waiting to do was the thing that tipped the scales in my life. Yeah. Very good, very good. <laughs> yeah. So I said, "Hey, look, dude, I tried to plunge it, and he's like, I've been a plumber for X amount of years. This isn't a pl- I've never seen anything like this.'" And I said, "Well, she told me at the time that this was the new trend in plumbing." He's like, "No, it's it's definitely not the new trend in plumbing. Just use a traditional, you mm-hmm. know, plunger." Okay, like you said, it could be a little dirty, but the fact is, I'd rather have. I'd rather have a little mess on the tile floor than still not, flood my entire basement. It's still not going to go out, right? Because your thing is shot. Well, no. So, yeah. So, once I put the new ejector pump in, which I told him, because I'm a good guy, just, you don't have to do it. I'll do it. Uh-huh. Just stand there and make sure I'm not, I don't do it wrong. Oh, well, at that point, um, you're not really helping. You're just taking longer. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened is, is he- You're like, I fixed this lickety I, split, huh, buddy? I, I touched it. While he screwed the pipe into it, and then uh, we were off to the race. That's like when my dad used to like paint the fence and like give me the brush for the last stroke. There's nothing like, on he'd, it. He'd be like, "Good job, kiddo," and <laughs> yeah. then he'd put a little bit on my on my cheek for a photo op. So once again, um, I was now if that, that plumber would have called you, kiddo. Let me just tell been. you this: this guy, I'm I'm five six liberally. This guy, I'm excuse me, five seven liberally. See, I went low, but I, liberally. No, I believed you. This guy is six four. So when he said, and I, I've never hung out with him outside of and seeing him in my house. Or is this he's a plumber? He's a general. He does thing. everything. Okay, because I'm just going to say being 6'4", it's hard to get in. Plumber's not the gig for you. <laughs> he does everything. You want to be a painter if you're 6'4". You'd think. You want to be perhaps a carpenter. You don't mm-hmm. want to be. You want, your plumber should Skylight be. Skylight installer. Your plumber needs to be about 5'6". So uh, anyway, he says, I'll drive you to the store. I'll help you pick out. And he didn't need to do this. This was all on the arm. Remember I told you in the beginning, he said, we're going to be friends. And he forced this upon me. Now, yeah. I called him, which, you know, he came over, he did what he needed to do. So we get into the store and he's like pointing out, he goes, well, that's the pump you need. And it's on a high shelf. And I go, hey, would you like me to go get the, the lady with the with the, uh, <laughs> the stairway? And he's like, no. And he just reached up and grabbed it. And I, I was wish like, you would have lifted dude, could you, this, by the could way. I, yeah, exactly. Could I feel like less manly? So you got to call, okay. Well, let's do this like in a timeline. You have to call the man who did your basement mm-hmm. for you. I mean, for no. money. But this is the guy that made your basement look nice. Then, Because I made a number two and it wouldn't go down. <laughs> but then you wanted to feel manly, so you wanted to have the first duke in your basement. So then you had to call that guy again to bail you out. Right. He comes and he does it. He, <laughs> he goes to the store with you. And he reaches be, the he high belittles shelf. you by going to the high shelf. Then he comes back and lets you do it. And then... And then he lets you do the last move. Right, pretty much. This guy's a... Yeah, he's... he's I don't want to steal your words, he's but a guy like to call him a mensch. For sure. Now, what's even weirder is... Now, this is, like I said, this person, just like a teacher when you're in school, did not exist outside my basement. This is never no saw, Chaz. Never saw him at... No, no. This is like what Chaz... Aspires to play. Yeah, maybe. yeah. But I... Uh, I'd never seen this person outside of my, my basement, right? He came here, he did the job, he was always working here, so I don't know him in any other... Any other atmosphere. So when we're now we're driving in the truck together and we're having friendly banter and you know everything's great. And in this day and age, you have to wear a mask. So we're like, you know, what's that movie with uh, Danny DeVito twins? Danny DeVito and uh, <laughs> right. you know Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger yeah. We're both wearing these masks, which is weird to begin with. 
I have to see his mask. He's got to see my mask. Now we're talking with masks on. He mentions to me about, like, it's weird that we're wearing masks. When you say he's got to see your mask. Yeah. What is that? I mean, my mask. He's got to see your mask. I mean, I'm wearing a mask on my face. Yeah. But we don't know each other. Perhaps you had a mask that was maybe you weren't proud of. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, I wear my lavender colored mask. It's a whole other level of intimacy, right? Because now... You see my mask. If you slowly take it off, yeah. like I it's told people to do. I, I, I took it off. I ripped it off as soon as we got out of the uh, Home Depot. That lacks intimacy. And, and again, if you read the sign at Home Depot, it says, when if and when you are within six feet of another customer, you must be wearing a mask, which means, everybody, when you are not, when you are past that buffer, you don't have to wear the mask. And I would argue that since I am 5'7", and he's 6'4", it's definitely not six feet, but... He's not in danger of me. I'm in danger of him. And if I choose for his germs to be able to drop down in lieu yeah. of wearing a mask, they that's go, my they right. Go downward. I mean, that's what I've read. I think so. So, crisis Unless averted. Unless you got hot air, then they go upward. Some people did put in a job application or attempt to put in a job lab application for my basement barista position. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, nice. I heard there was a couple apps yeah. put in. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I don't think my wife's okay with it. Are you screening them? Heavily, I mean, I'm, I would just run everybody through and see who does what. I gotta get, I gotta get some furniture, you know, in order to be. I can't just stand at the coffee bar. I guess I could. Do you remember those things called uh, color forms? Yeah, that were like uh, you superhero have character, and you can change their, their they, s- they stick right. Yeah, it was like a, a matte, like a, a slick flat surface that had a, a background on it, like like it had a Smurfs one, right? So it was like the Smurfs village. Yeah. You put the Smurfs wherever Gargamel. you want. Yeah, you could put Asriel wherever you want. Mm-hmm. You could put uh, Painter Smurf, Plumber Smurf. You can put them wherever you mm-hmm. want. Drywall, First Duke Jeffrey Smurf. Epstein Smurf. <laughs> you can't put wherever you want. Okay. You go to sleep. He go, he goes right. where he goes. Um, I think that you should have like the people that want the job as a barista. You get a picture of them as a on a color form, and then you have like eight different beanies, mm-hmm. scarves, oh, like combat that. boots sleeveless flannels flannels that are just sleeves and you interchange them and if you like the look you go all right cool you got the job uh i'm gonna need you to find this outfit because i color formed it yeah and like this is you know what i mean because the picture you sent me you had a nice suit on or you were in a nice dress that's fine but i need more this right I need to know what you look like on a. Well, it's funny you bring this up, and this always happens, right? So I wasn't planning on necessarily talking about this, but it was in the back of my mind. Uh, my daughter's birthday was last Wednesday, and so Saturday, or we were gonna have a party Sunday, but my brother could not come because he has to work. So he said, "Hey, let's go out to dinner on Saturday. Uh, I will bring my wife and child, and then you bring your wife and your children, and we'll His go out and we'll eat." I uh, I don't know why, just because it was what was close i grabbed a polo okay i put a polo on Hmm. a black polo jeans that are ripped and frayed at the bottom dirty old skateboarding shoes with shugu on the side and a black polo what's shugu it's the it's like a like a rubberized top like almost like caulk that you would put on your on your skateboard to mend them and it just put it puts like a protective shell it's like magic shell on ice cream but for your shoe oh so like when you when you're that riding a skateboard like and, nice. the, and the grip tape cuts into your shoe, right? Okay, theoretically. Okay, yeah. This but is anyway, for a function. But anyway, I was wearing a polo, which was the only thing that was moderately not. And I mean, people in trailer parks, no disrespect, but they wear polos, right? That's not their Sunday best. That's nobody's Sunday. Mm-hmm. A polo is nobody's Sunday best. Mm. I just happened to have worn it to work. Then you go to so a I was like, well, I'll just throw this still. thing back on. 
Yeah. And first my daughter sees me and goes, ooh, daddy, why are you so dressed up? Yeah, and then my well, wife's well. like, why are you wearing a polo? And then my son came and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm wearing this Cobra Kai shirt, man. Should I change? I'm like, well, no, that's what you wore for your last year's school picture. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, we're, right. both, we're both wearing our nicest gear. Remember when he took a picture and he, and he, he tried <laughs> to pretend he didn't take the picture? <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorites. So, so it, but don't you routinely wear one for work or no? Yeah. Yeah. So, they just thought to see because they it. are used to seeing me wear just like you the same five rotations of garbage t-shirts. You just wear Tony to shirts all the time too. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Yeah. I wear my Gorilla Biscuit shirt. I have yeah, a Jawbreaker was... shirt. Uh I have uh, another Gorilla Biscuit shirt and uh one more shirt I can't remember. Maybe Gorilla the Biscuit. The Biscuit Gorilla. <laughs> no, I have like a Smuggler's Coffee, but I don't yeah. I I have probably 70 t-shirts, but I rotate through the same five. You know that are the most comfortable and that that fit my uh, yeah. my boxy body style. The best. Mm-hmm. You gotta get the right fit for sure. So they thought you looked extra fancy, and uh, you know, dude, I uh, I have to do some stuff at work like this week in the coming weeks, and normally uh, I have a work uniform, and then I have just whatever. But I don't ever dress um, in between. I don't know business casual. I don't do it. It doesn't exist in my world, right? I have work uniform, and then I have just regular clothes. Which I don't wear a polo for no reason. Right. So now I'm like, uh, do I gotta like get some, you know? I'm wondering, do I just be a bum? No. Like the way I, I mean, it's for words. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. But I mean, you, I, I'm not gonna dress like I don't need to dress fancy. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like if you get like two or three polos, you can keep those forever. Yeah, I just don't want to. Just get some durable Coles. You know, get that thirty percent off Coles cash, and, and you're solid. Yeah, I guess that's what I'll have to do. That's so the way to your, go. your family thought you were fancy. Yeah, they thought I was fancy, which, you know, again, and then my wife always does a thing. She's like, oh, look at you, full dad mode. Every every five seconds, anything I do, full dad mode, full dad. I'll be watching Commando on the TV. She's like, how did you find this, first of all? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I talked into the the, the cool remote and I was like, yeah. Commando, and it found it for me. You're and like, she's like, but you've watched it 50 times. I'm like, fine, I'll turn on Lethal Weapon 4. Right, and every, you know, and I'm 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 under a blanket. It's a Saturday at like ten in the afternoon or ten in the morning. I'm watching Commando, and she's like, "Okay, Dad," or she right. calls me by my dad's name. Right. All right, Ron. Well, because women have again, Pinterest is the root of all evil. Women have Pinterest, so like they keep it things up, right? They keep like appearances up. They know like the latest smoky eyed fashion, mm-hmm. and so they keep. Which, by the way, I kind of feel sorry for them, like. You know, thanks to Pinterest now, you can't relax. Yeah. You, you can't. When are you going to relax? When you're 60? You're going to be looking at folders of 60, but still looking 40. Well, I there's there's going to be no end for you. I feel like just like with food, um, I usually don't stray from what I know. If I, we, we again, like t-shirts, I pick, we go to the same, you know, five, six, seven restaurants that we rotate in and out. We, we don't get too crazy. A couple breweries we like to go to and a couple other restaurants. So I never try. I sometimes those restaurants will have something different on the menu, like you know, uh, New Oberfaltz has that peanut butter and the adult peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is the brioche bun. It's French toast, peanut butter, yeah. jelly, and then uh, potato chips inside of it, smashed okay. in there. Yeah, it sounds pretty adult. Like it's pretty great. So when they have that, I will go and have that. But if I went to a hamburger place, I'm pretty much going to get the same hamburger. If I go to a rib place, I'm getting pulled pork or ribs or, you know, I don't, I don't have to get crazy. I get you. And my wife is always like, Oh, I'll try this or I'll try that. I'm just not that Mm -hmm. person. And it's the same with movies. I'm like, why wouldn't I watch Goodfellas? I love it. It's a good movie. I already know that. 
Right. She'll watch movies and be looking at her phone the entire time. And then afterwards be like, hey, it wasn't that great. I'm like, yeah, but I don't how it doesn't make sense. Well, you're a creature of habit for sure. Oh, yeah. So I finally got my Henry Hill uh, painting up on the wall. Is that so, what that is? Yeah. He painted that himself. I bought it from as a That's the one you've been referring to for years? I have years? two of them. I have one in my office at work and that's the other one that she would not let me I thought for anymore. sure your daughter did that and you just framed it. <laughs> that's insulting. <laughs> He, listen, yeah, he was, to, your, to your daughter, he, he she's was, probably a much better artist than he, that. He was a professional mobster. He was not a professional artist. However, in his later years, when he wanted to relax, he painted that picture about a million times uh, and then sold them each for like 250 bucks. But he should have painted that and then been like, um, thrown it away. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I will put a picture of it up for everybody that hasn't seen it. it what it is, <laughs> if you've ever seen Goodfellas, there's a scene where... Uh, where Henry and Jimmy go down to Florida to Tampa and they hang a guy over the lion's cage uh, that's that's not doing what Paulie needs him to do. <laughs> and so this picture is a, a cute little lion mm-hmm. and a sign that says don't feed. And then it has is like a stick figure Henry and a stick figure. Well, it says do not feed, and the letters don't really fit on the sign very well. Well, but, again, but, but he's using a paintbrush. He's not using a Sharpie. Yeah, he's, but you know what? He's a pretty good artist. Could you, could you paint better than that, you think? No. That's what I'm saying. I mean, come on. But then I wouldn't sell it because I'd be like, I don't want anyone to see this. Well, <laughs> I tried to paint once. I told you after my dad died, I thought I would like have an outlet and try to paint like something that would make me think of him. My wife, my wife still makes fun of me for it. She still <laughs> like makes, you got an easel in a, in a beret. You look dude, like Dom DeLuise. I was 23. It was that year, right? It was, it was so fresh. And I was like, well, I'll try to paint. And she painted some beautiful flower with blended colors. Hold on a second. This is because your father was an artist. Correct. So uh, My father was an artist. So (laughs) It wasn't like, hey, I decided to do porn that year. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And pay homage to my father. I thought I would take up uh, art and I thought I would take up communication like via the form of dance. (laughs) No, my dad was an artist. So I said, you know what? I'm going to use what he taught me. And I'm going to put something on this canvas. And it's going to be a way to, he's going to be here with me. My wife laughed and said oh my god like that's unbelievable like she's like it seriously looks like like she's like how do you not know how to blend colors i was like i don't know dude i i thought a runway was supposed to be gray she's like yeah but not just one gray like like you know even even henry hill yeah, it's gradient like even it, even hank hill likes like it's not uh, hank. hank it's henry all right even even it's actually henry even henry mountain was able to <laughs> uh take colors and blend them look look it's bad but i'm worse but I don't sell mine. It has a, it has the most important part is a certificate of authenticity. Mm. Uh, this was he was I want to say he was still alive when I bought it, and I bought two for my birthday. So years ago, I, there's a picture of me holding both. I was so happy, and I want to say I paid like I don't know 180 for both for for each. And uh, <laughs> no, of course, no, hey, that's of course, a fine look, price. everybody fine price. everybody knows it's garbage. It's, uh, look, you know what? He's, everybody knows he's it's garbage. All right. He's not bad. I am obsessed <laughs> with organized crime, specifically Russian, yeah. Italian, and Tracks, Jewish tracksuits, mafias. Yes, Armenian. If if that, nothing them else too, is on, but that's yeah. If nothing else yeah, is on. Um, I love it. I read every book I can get my hands on. I, I it's I, cool stuff. You know, but this is something that was made. It's like the people, I guess, who buy like the Charles Manson My painting. God, I'm not dude. just. I no, 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 no. I get it. I get it. It's not for the art. It's from who. It, it, yeah, you right. know. I just for a year for like eight years I've been hearing about this Henry Hill painting, and then I saw that and I was like, oh, he uh, he put his daughter's heart on those. Nice. <laughs> what I thought because that's over there. But you know, he's pretty good. He's you know he's all right. <laughs> it's fine. Dude, I'm sure. You ever show someone something you're so happy and they're like, yeah, that, that's a hot... <laughs> yeah, obviously yes, your wife did. I did it. Uh, but, except for it scarred me emotionally. 
my thing is, is could you imagine saying something like that to your wife? Now I could say something that I would, that's something I would do to my wife and children. Like my, right. like my son is in an art class and he brings it around and I'm like, Oh, you know, you're obviously going to like he, nine times out of 10, when he shows me something, he ends up wadding it up and throwing it in the trash before he leaves the room. He's so angry. About uh, it. Yeah. But my thing is, is like, don't sh- it's, it's, he'll always be like, it's not done yet. I'm like, then don't show me. Cause I'm going to be critical of it. You know, I don't know. Maybe is that not, that's not how a dad is not supposed to be that way. I guess a dad is supposed to be supportive. Correct. Um, but considering I'm not an artist, I don't know why his, my, my critique is so important to him. I think you do, but, but you know, I mean, you know, well, I, I do know why, but I'm just saying yeah. like, it shouldn't be. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, it's important to knock people down. A peg but Henry Hill too. though. Yeah. I mean, if, if, look, if your son was the protagonist of one of your favorite mobster movies and his painting then wasn't that good, you probably wouldn't be as harsh on it. Would you? <sighs> Who doesn't love organized crime? Everybody it's likes like it. the coolest thing in the world, right? Dude, speaking of art, I was thinking about art on the way here. I was I was on YouTube and um, I'm trying to cleanse myself of everything that's in social media and stuff. Is that all, sounds like the best place to get that done? It all bums me out. Mm. Like everything I see bums me out, and it's getting bad. So um, I was like, I'm just gonna look, and you're gonna laugh at this because like who wouldn't get bummed out by Nirvana, right? But I was like, I'm just gonna YouTube Nirvana and watch old interviews and live shows and stuff like that. So I was doing that, and. Uh, they were talking about how Steve Albini, right? Oh, I love Steve Albini. Yeah. The famous Chicago producer. They're talking about how he got this sound for a neutero. And and Kurt was like, Yeah, we wanted to get this raw sound. We wanted it to sound like like a live show, but still hit hard, you know, in the speakers and blah, blah, blah. I'm paraphrasing, of course, he would never say hit hard in speakers, but he was saying he wanted it to sound like that raw, cool sound. And I started thinking about nothing sounds like that now. Everything is glossy. Everything is edited to the to the syllable like ariana grande sounds like pink sounds like uh, uh lana del rey sounds like um who's another chick like everyone except for except for meg Myers, she's dope but like everyone you know post malone sounds like the next guy who sounds like the next guy they all sound so good and i was thinking like kurt wanted raw art he wanted it to be like the way you see it live and in person because people saw more stuff live and in person. And now that everything is so filtered and digital, it makes sense that everything we see as a culture is already pre-edited and glossed over and beautified and Instagrammed and, and Pinterested and perfect. Like we talked before, like you go to a kid's birthday party now compared to like 20 years ago. Oh my God, dude. They would laugh you out of... <laughs> Like, dude, if you went to my eight eight year old birthday party, it was like Probably me- McDonald's, right? It was no, dude. It was at home. <laughs> it was a cake with Smurfs on it. That was five, actually. But yeah, it was a cake with Smurfs on it. Everybody sang, and I was super happy. But the point is, I was like, man, you were delayed. You were eight and had Smurfs. On yeah, it. yeah, no. Uh, it was uh, was the Snorks. <laughs> okay, That's yeah. Really cool. Um, everything now is so pretty and perfect and beautiful. Even even like you look at like- Like a, photo, homemade Look photo at a teenage girl Pinterest. now that's 16 compared to like one from the 80s or 90s or whatever. It's the amount of effort that's gone into their, what they're wearing in their, in their thing is, is so much more. So when, do you think it ever is going to come back full circle no. to where stuff will sound gr- raw and gritty and dirty, but nobody wants that anymore, right? No, I, well, it depends. I mean, like, is you, that done? You, you have like a you have normally, and I think most people do because this is what most people get in their car and turn on the radio and they hear whatever the radio station decides is good and top forty, and that's what they listen to. So they're used to this specific way things are produced. Or that's like if you if you listen to Metallica, you remember that when the Black Album came out, they went from having like this 
gritty unpolished sound to yeah. having like a super technical polished sound it, and people were like oh and then St. Anger came out and they and had Justice a, for and all that weird black, piccolo right? snare that everybody still talks about they're like why did it, why did Lars have that weird yeah. that weird snare yeah because uh, they hung out with corn and that guy used one and they were but like alright what's interesting is it, like Steve Albini perfect example I mean I don't know how much other stuff you know like, he did the, la- the latest local I watched age. the documentary stuff a little bit he did the he, latest I didn't know that yeah he did the latest oh, local age and we what's the best thing about that is so the guys from Local H are known at least. Uh, well, Scott Lucas and then whoever he's. He, at, at least Scott Lucas is known for being a little bit uh, edgy. But Albini is known for being even edgier. Scott Lucas was on Carcon Carney, the James Van Osdell podcast. Okay, that makes And he's sense. talking about Albini. And he was talking about how he was like really like, oh, dude, I don't like kind of nervous around Albini because he's, he's, he's pretty cutting. Uh, but the dude has this like way of doing things. that's like you know a sound that only he can get. I did not know that he did the new one. Yeah, shame on me. Yeah, so uh, he he has a he has a lot of like really cool. Well, he's got. Doesn't he have that famous studio in the city mm-hmm. that like Dave Grohl did a thing on? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's it called? What was that Dave something high, Sonic Highways? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, if, did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just I just thought like. It's almost like once people have money, they never want to go back to not having money. Once people have seen what they look like, beautiful, perfected, they're never going to go back to, ah, just screw it. Who cares what the hair looks like, right? So, so the mainstream, but, but again, we come from two different uh, musical interest backgrounds. So mm-hmm. I look at it like when I hear something that sounds really unproduced and raw, that's something I would gravitate toward more. I'd be like, wow. You would but I'm I, talking about like on on mass. On oh mass, no. You know, like no, as, as a whole. Absolutely not. I have the best because words. like I said, people are fed what they're supposed to like, whether it be, you know, movies, music, food, mm-hmm. what, like you said, Pinterest just telling you, hey, this is what you're supposed to like. This is the end thing. Yeah, but you had glossy hair metal and that gave way to this True. dirty image. Right. But I think now, like if art, yeah, but, okay, if but art if, was to go back to like a dirty image, like do a full, you know, because watch, like the baggy flannels are going to come back in style, the big cargo shorts, everything's going to come back, but it'll be a prettier, more pristine. Sure. It'll be like, these are dirty clothes, but the, but they're $85 but for you, these, this t-shirt. And look, how, look how cute I look in them. You liked grunge music and you dressed like a grungy dirt bag. Yeah. But that's just because you wore your clothes down until they got grungy. You didn't go, they didn't have a Zoomies at the mall or a Hot Topic. They probably had the Hot Topic, but I don't, were you going and paying double for jeans that were pre-ripped? No, very much. But no, but we go to the the secondhand store. So now, but now you can go, yeah, and you you buy like what Kurt was wearing at the time, like a mechanic's shirt that says like Bill on it or whatever. 100%. But, But what I'm saying is you can go buy a uniform you know, for whatever genre, whether it be goth, whether it be, you know, whatever at the mall, they have right. like a store that says like, you know, my sweet 16 goth girl. And you, know, you can get a cure shirt. You can get, a, mm-hmm. you know, a bracelet with the pyramid spikes on it. You can get black leggings and white makeup for your face and, and, uh, yeah. you know, clove cigarettes or whatever, barrettes, right, whatever right, right. it is you need. So like it, I've always been a guy that like, if, if the bands that I like the most, uh, they didn't really dress the part so much. I didn't really like the punk bands that were into having the, the Mohawks and stuff or the, like the British English guys like that. I like the dudes who wore jeans and, you know, the tennis shoes, the Ramones, you know, besides wearing leather jackets, it was their only real shtick. Well, that makes me it. think of like the men singers, which is a band I like now. That's like, some of it's like punky punk pop, whatever. Uh, I don't know how you'd classify it, but, um, 
they if you saw them like in a, in a restaurant you wouldn't think they're in a band right they don't dress preppy they just dress like absolutely just who gives a shit you know well, that, just a t-shirt and jeans what's interesting is you get a band like descendants uh who's one of my most favorite bands and you i watched a doc they have a documentary out and a lot of the other contemporary bands at the time were like who you know they were commenting on descendants being like who are these dudes like they're showing up and they've been wearing the same clothes for three days, traveling around in a van. They smell bad. They're just, they just didn't care enough to, to like do the performance part of mm-hmm. the performance. It's like, we're here to play. I didn't even comb my hair today. I got a zit on my neck. Like, That's I, what I hated about that screamo scene. Like after like, like fallout boy, like a little bit after them, every band looked like they'd been touring for like five years. <laughs> and I was like, you just got signed. You know what I mean? Well, okay. So looks is one thing, but I think like as far as music, It'll all you'll always have those like subgenres who who stay true to you know making I don't know when you're a kid like today you can get Pro Tools on your computer for Christmas Hanukkah whatever your parents pay six seven hundred bucks set you up with you know GarageBand Pro Tools whatever and you could come you could you could actually have a sixteen track recording of yeah. your band yeah yeah I guess just my bigger point was like we're never going to go back to uh. A less than like okay soft times make soft people right mm. i don't see us ever having soft times until our times are so soft that somebody just come and dominates us right yeah like we'll be so soft until like donald russia or china just comes and says give me that country mm-hmm. let me have it um but i don't think we're ever like we have to like lose and i guess like america's first world right we have to be slightly less first world for our art to be slightly less first world because i just Everything's too glossy and pretty, and I just go like, it's okay. Everything moves in phases, and I'm not going like, oh, I want the 90s back so much as I go, man, it would be nice if somebody wanted something raw, like ever. I just don't think raw is ever going to come back because it's more difficult. Yeah, I would agree on a, as far as on a, uh, a large level like that. I can't remember, like I told you, I saw this progression where, for me, it went from you know uh, Metallica to Guns N' Roses and I was like, when I heard Guns N' Roses, I was like, what is this? And I think I was yeah. in maybe eighth, seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade, something like that. And then uh, the next thing that really blew my mind was Helmet. I heard Helmet and I was like, this is crazy, dude. This this took what they did to Grindy. another level. Yeah. It was just like, it just didn't sound like anything I heard before. Yeah. Uh, but then every then again, you know, I think the biggest difference now is record labels used to jump on bands. They would Helmet would hit. And then they would say, we need like anybody who has a band that sounds someone like Helmet, we're signing that band. Right. And so you get an influx of that kind of music. Yeah. Nowadays, a music industry is pretty much dead as far as the major label music industry. You know, there's all these people that have subsidiary, like smaller labels, independent yeah. labels. Dude, no. So it's very, but they, they don't have, the, they don't, they don't have the same, as far as I know, they're not, they don't have the same power over the radio stations because people can put stuff out on SoundCloud. Look at Billie Eilish. This person had no support and like was like, I'm just putting out so music. So they say. Well, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. No. Yeah, they can. In theory. It's possible. Yeah, for sure. In theory. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You could literally put something out there and it could go viral and you could, you, tomorrow you could wake up and every radio station in the country could be playing your song. And they give you a producer and to make you sound like everything else. That's fine after that fact, but you could start that off by yourself in your basement making a song. Mm-hmm. And then somebody shares it with the right person, and yeah. it's often my kid walks around singing this "Fishy on Me" song. He <laughs> sings it all day. He's like, you know, the kid that made this is fourteen, and I go, well, if he was fifteen, somebody should kick his ass. 
for I, doing that. I, but know, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I had that thought on the way in because he's like, I want this to sound raw, and I go, I don't think we'll ever hear that again. No, I mean we Not, will, but like in small, like yeah, like local. What H, you mean? Local is you're H never going to see it. a band take over the world that has that raw sound. No, like that. no, can't happen. I'm really surprised. I mean, I think for the longest time we were. Everybody was like, "Hey, when are we going to hear guitar music again?" Like it, it, it would, everything was you know pop driven, where it was just like beats, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. sound effects and stuff. And Nothing's so, more depressing than going to Spotify, going to like your release radar, New Music Friday, and it's like I didn't even know that existed until just this. I was oh this, yeah, I, I was this many years old. I was today years old <laughs> when I. Um, now if you go to Spotify, it's called your release radar, and it'll take the bands that you listen to. This probably won't work well for you. <laughs> But it'll take the bands that you like, and when they re-release something or a band that's close to what you like puts out something new, and that's how you are abreast of when new stuff mm. comes out. Nothing's more depressing. And I go, oh, it's Friday. Let me see. And it's like, it's just like Lil something and the baby and Lil Uzi Vert. And like, that's all of them. It's all just mumble rap. And I'm like, I don't like this. But Spotify's going, dude, this is the closest thing we have to what you like. And just nothing's coming out, you know? Yeah, it know it's like TiVo. It knows you better than you, and unfortunately, when you see that it tells you here's some garbage to listen to, you should reflect on what you're listening to in order to make that comparison. Right? Yeah, that's all right. That's I don't fine. get the diversity, but I also don't have to listen to you know the auto tune and and that. Not, right. Well, I made the mistake of liking a couple of them, and that's <laughs> all downhill from there. You know what I don't like? Uh, my neighbor Jerry. I like him. But a long time ago, when we first moved in, I've always had, and you've had it too, because we've talked about it. I got, I always have problems with uh, the garbage man. This garbage man <laughs> at have, the, yeah. this garbage man at this house, I, I, I don't have any major issues with him except for the fact that he brings my neighbor Jerry's garbage cans up to his garage every week. So I asked Jerry, I said, how, "How? Why is this guy bringing your cans up? Do you know him? Is it someone you grew up with?" He's like, "No." When I first moved in, I gave him twenty bucks. Uh, as a thank you. And then yeah. every, every, he goes from his job, he gets like a $40, uh, amongst other things, he gets a $40, uh, gift certificate to some, you know, whatever area restaurant and he pays it forward to the garbage man. How often do you think? He says every Christmas. So he did it the first time oh, he gave the guy, a, he, a he gave the guy a 20 and, and I said, so I don't understand. Like, how is that? So if you give a garbage man a tip, he automatically knows that that means he's got to bring your garbage cans up to the how does he how does he know not to bring them around back how does he know that you want him your garbage cans brought back jerry's like i don't i just don't want to mess with the guy who takes my garbage well no he had this whole thing he's like well dude he's like you know uh that's what you're supposed to do and every year you know i get we give him a christmas present and i'm like you go out there and meet him at the street like what what's what's the deal here? yeah dude it comes out to 50 cents a week it's and- a steal and he was telling me, he's like, well, it's just a nice thing to do. It makes you feel good on Christmas. You know, I give him a little extra. You know, he's been throwing my trash away all year. That's it, yeah, my garbage, yeah, but, man. But here, it's his job, though. Yeah, I tip him for doing his job around Christmas. Again, we get back Mailman to this too. whole thing. There's a lot of people we don't tip. Why you choose to tip these people? They work hard. So do a lot of people. Who? What do you mean, who? Nobody works hard. Him and the mailman. That's it. And how do you tip your mailman? You walk you out give to the him mailbox? a card or something around Or do you put it in the mailbox and say, Off times, I'll see him. If not, you leave him what do you get for the mailman? Twenty bucks, card, something like that. A gift card what is for the, around twenty okay, bucks. Okay, so if the garbage man brings your garbage cans up to your garage, and the people that like give me the coffee too, do? like around Christmas, you the people that like always give me Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, that's worth a while. I get that. Yeah, but what does the mail person do for you? The garbage man, at least you get some payoff. Dude, he just he, he walks a lot, and then when I'm busy doing projects in the driveway, he makes me stop and turn my music off and talk about politics that I don't want to do. 
Oh, so you actually engage with this guy now after you and him had this big argument where you, you know the doll had a little bit. He talks to my wife more. I can't imagine why. So yeah. Anyway, no, he's a nice guy, but everyone's talking like, well, man, I'm a. I told my neighbor, I said, look, I'm not going to give this guy any money, but what I am going to do is mm. complain to his boss that he's giving you special treatment. We'll feel, we'll see how this works <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, that should. I'm going to ruin it for everybody. That should get your can way up there. <laughs> I'm just wondering, <laughs> yeah. like. I put out a lot of garbage during this construction project. Mm-hmm. Do I? Ha- is there a, a reasonable exp- ex? Is there a reasonable expectation that I was that I should give this guy a little something extra for the extra garbage he picked up? And when this guy, it, because I didn't, is this guy driving past my house, mfing me? Did you space it out? No, you got to put every, some every of the garbage week, out one week, some more the next week. Like, yeah, well, you I can't mean, do like I, I did and put like thirty rolls of carpet. And the guy was like, "Hey, dude." Is you got to you got to stop. It's too much. Uh, I didn't do that, but I, whatever garbage was generated that week, I put out there. So I guess I'm just saying, like, if it's a lot, because, like, okay, for example, I had a bunch of uh, of uh, big four by fours that mm-hmm. I had to toss out. And I'm really not supposed to throw those, but I would put a few out per week. Boom, bada bing, bada boom. Now, if I would have dumped like twenty out on the curb, he would have been like, "No, dude, you got to get a dumpster." Which is what he told me last time when he got mad at me. So he he came to your house and told I got out of his car, knocked on your door. No, I went out there with a twenty to tip right. him because That's we right. had been giving him so much crap, and I had it in my hand. And as I went to give it to him and say, "Hey, let me give you a hand with this stuff," he goes, "Hey, man, you got to get a dumpster. You seriously, you can't. You, you're slowing me up." He started giving me so much flack that I slid the twenty back in my pocket, and I go, "All right, man, have a good day." And I watched him do all of it. <laughs> then next week, I felt bad, and I said, "Hey, man, we got off the wrong foot." Uh, Here's some money. After he had already done the job. Yeah. It was already done. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Yep. Well, you can't have a bad relationship with the people that do your food, take out your garbage. Again, I don't The mailman, have... I don't really care because I don't need anything from him. That's what I'm saying. But and maybe. I, it's just old school. It's an old school thing. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that my, parents, I don't the know that my parents ever gave a garbage man a tip or the mail person. They didn't live, I mean, in, I give they didn't a, live I, in a palatial estate like this, did they? I give them a smile and a wave. And, hmm. uh, you know. My, my, well, sure dear, when my his dearest regards to them and their... Sure, when his daughter's birthday comes around, he boxes up that smile and a wave and puts a bow on it and gives it right to his kid. Well, look, man. I know they make a lot of money, right? And they also have that thing that I comes out of the that. truck and grabs sure and, right. and grabs, in, grabs onto the garbage can pneumatically. Yeah, the which is cool. But dude, can you imagine doing that job without it? Jesus Christ. You're like 400... I mean, that, that's an innovation that's been around only like 10 years. 400 of those huge trash cans? Yeah. I don't. Who's got that kind of strength? Again, you get... A nice tan. You there's there are some perks to that job. The and smell is not. You don't uh, have a boss. You, know, you never have to do anything urgently. Well, you have which, a boss that your neighbor, the guy, will call him and say, "Hey, man, how?" <laughs> you'll find out if you have I'm a just boss. Saying, if he you know what? Roll your cans this up. is what we talk about when my wife makes fun of me for being uh, my dad or a dad or wearing a polo or wearing yeah. whatever those sneaker New Balances or whatever she says. Mm-hmm. Um, you and your shoe goo out we, there. I will. I will go to my neighbors on the weekend. And we will stand there, and my two neighbor, my two neighbors, uh, they live across from one another. They'll talk about grass. They'll talk about planting trees. They'll talk about malorganite. They'll talk about uh, laying mm. laying down uh, uh, pea gravel uh, before you set stone down in order to make a walkway, and what the best way to do that is. Uh, these guys will constantly talk about how each other have crooked lines on their lawn, how. 
Uh, it's not this part of the season where you're supposed to aerate your lawn yet because I have we I have a service and they aerate it and right away my neighbor was like, dude, you did it too early. You're not supposed to aerate this early. I mean because you know it already starts. Then your grass starts growing already before the winter and you don't want that to happen. It's too premature. And I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't water my lawn, so my lawn was dead for like three straight weeks and then it rained two days and my lawn was back to being as beautiful as everybody else's mm-hmm. and I spent no money. Mm-hmm. So. Also, there's nothing worse than talking about your lawn. That's what I'm saying, though, but that's what you are reduced to. When you become a homeowner as a man, these things become important to you. Yeah, and I work with guys who get hired on in their their early 20s to mid-20s. So every few years, there's a new crop of guys that come in and talk about and not nothing against them because this is what you do. But they talk about the houses they're looking at and the house they're going to get and how they're going to get this and then deciding and deciding that they might add a blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm happy for you. And if you need help fixing something, I'm not good, but I've learned a few tricks. Um, but I almost want to be like, what job can I do for you at your house? Like, if you want, I'll come and I'll put your um, baseboards in for you. If you promise to never talk about your house again <laughs> to me. And I hate this. To, to, well, I, I don't hate it. I, I know it sound, makes me sound like a dick. And they're like, that's the word. And I don't say this, by the way. It's just all happens in my head. <laughs> but I know, like, that's a jerky thing to say. To be like, I don't care about your house. It's not that. It's just like. Yeah. I dude, when you just now when you were talking about Melganite or whatever, Melorganite, I fell asleep. I didn't dude, even know what for it like was. ten seconds. I, I, no where, I don't even I know still, where I went. I think it's horse manure, if I'm not mistaken. Even that, I would have been more interested in. <laughs> yeah, I when people start going, oh, you got to air it, and, oh, you got to take your lawn, you got to cross it, and, and and you got to go every other direction. I just go like, Ugh. you want to talk about like not wanting to be a dad? I wear every polo shirt in the world if it means we don't have to like, because even just just being a homeowner, it's it's what you value. I like having this stuff. I don't like it enough to to focus on it. I got pretty rampant ADD anyways. I I know I have to maintain it, but I'm not going to enjoy it. No. These guys enjoy the maintain. Like, so my my neighbor Jerry is off this week, and I was like, what are you going to do today, man? I saw him at the bus stop. He's like, dude, I'm going to mow the lawn today, and then I'm going to... I had to go past my mom and dad's house for uh, drop something off, and I was like, okay, it's 1030, and then what are we going to do for the rest of your day? Like, I don't even want to be home from work. Because mm. I, I'm so bored. I don't want to have to do a project at my house. That's why I just paid someone else to do it. It's just the thing about the projects is like I do them all begrudgingly. I built shelves in my garage this week, and that was fun. But but doing like this home maintenance stuff, I will do it, but I will do it kicking and screaming every time. Oh, me too. And I'll be like, when I'm 65, you know, my wife will be like, hey, you got to go out there and trim the weeds. And I'll be like, uh, like, I'll do it for money. You ha- But your kids are... Eight right now? Seven eight and, and seven, nine. Yeah. Oh, seven and seven and nine. Seven and nine. It won't be long before your son's mowing the lawn, hopefully. So Thank that's God. one less thing. Like I said, I dump off everything I can on my son. I just get the stuff has to get done. But when people go like, oh, it was a long day. I just did stuff. Like, you know, remember in Fight Club, the things you own end up owning mm-hmm. you. That's what you did for your weekend? Because oh, sure. you, you used to be fun. You used to have thoughts and ideas and make people laugh. Now... You're out there. Uh, Dude, I can't remember. You're out there power spraying your GD siding. I can't remember when I was fun. It definitely was before <laughs> the birth of my son. For <laughs> so sure. That's when you were fun? For sure. Well, even like even you, you like you get excited. You got to talk about like some pumping your stuff and you got the sewage and the drywall dust. These are all things that have to get done and they're super important in order for you to have nice stuff. What I say is I'm just not sure if I want nice stuff bad enough to, to do these things. I hear you. No, yeah. That's why I just sense. built. But I'll tell you what though, dude. I built those garage shelves this week. 
I don't, I, I think I tweeted or something. I don't know why more doctors don't prescribe this. Like if you come in, you go, hey man, I just got the sads. My feel bads hurt. I just can't get better. I wake up every day. I wake up in a, in a malaise and I just, I can't, I can't seem to shake like uh, it's just this never ending cycle of I don't care and, and, and it stays that way until I get intoxicated. And then I just think about it. You know, the doctor goes, here, what's your favorite music? Go put it on. Here's some two by fours. Uh, here's a screw gun and here's a drill. Go out there and build boxes and and play your music and build boxes, dude. It I have I that was when I was building those shelves. I was in the best mood I've been in, literally like in a year. <laughs> like I was so and then then I sat back and I had a beer and I stared at my work. It's not fancy work. It's just boxes on a wall. But I felt like for a moment I wasn't on my phone. I was listening to my phone. But like I do, it was wonderful. Well, I will say the five weeks uh, respite that we had between when we stopped podcasting and started podcasting again, it's tough because, like I've said a million times, this is my opportunity to vent um, to no one. I mean, I'm (laughs) venting in a room where there's not people listening (laughs) except for you, but people will hear it, and I know that. Uh, and it lets me, I was telling my son today, I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about how you brought me that fucking battery charger instead of the uh, shop vac or whatever. But what did you call it? A sh- I, a you shop said vac. a jump vac? Shop vac. I thought you said jump vac. No, he brought me a jump pack. Is it possible that you had some sewage no, water No, he told me mouth? specifically he did not know what a shop vac was. It sounds a lot like jump pack. But he didn't know that it was called a jump pack. That's just a battery charge. He had no idea what that <laughs> thing in his hand even was. square with electricity. I yeah. He, he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't even know what that thing. He just grabbed the first thing because he was getting yelled at. And he was just like, I, I don't know. That's a humidor. Here it goes. <laughs> I mean. You're welcome. I don't know. I feel like. Um, you brought one of your little I'm dogs. the worst example because obviously I don't communicate well when it comes to this. Like when I when things go crazy. As you see, my she, my wife was scrolling through her phone, eating her uh, her lunch. <laughs> she was having a a gyro, a gyro, and uh, or gyro, and uh, never broke stride. And was like, "Hey, you done down there? How'd that work out for you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I got to go to the store so and spend so three hundred and nineteen dollars on a uh, on a pump." She's like, "Okay," but you're quietly super jealous of her, right? Jealous of her? For, Could you well, imagine if, yeah, just but, being like the sewer no, water? We both were like <laughs> that. How? What, I, I know you can't have two of you, but aren't yeah. you jealous that you don't get to be the? I mean, no, who, who's that odd couple? Crazy. It's Oscar yes. and whoever. Felix. Which one of them is chill? Ah, uh, uh, Felix. Which one of them is the top or the bottom? <laughs> no, but know. you know, yeah. like yeah. I mean, I, I think the one who's chill is the one who's not chill is always jealous. Yeah, I don't know which one is which. What, me and my wife are a little bit opposite of that. She's like, we gotta pick out this wood for this deck, and I'm like, eh. I, uh, you know, I'm making You're, a fart joke. Yeah, but it's different. It's yeah. not this level. No, no, no. It's this level of apathy can only be born into somebody. It cannot be trained. Yeah. It's like like one cannot acquire grace. One cannot acquire that kind of apathy. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is something special. Yeah, that's funny. Well, that is episode 260 of the Hey My Man podcast. We will see you next time. Later. Later.